Good afternoon and welcome to Vintage Orange on KUCI 88.9 FM. I am Ellen Bell and I'm happy to have you here for another discussion of local Orange County history, which is what we do here every every Wednesday afternoon at 4. It's what we do and I'm happy to be here on uh, coming to you live from the UCI campus where uh, History of Irvine started. Uh, this is a very historic place here and uh, we're going to be talking from UCI to Orange County and uh, it's fall it's November thank goodness right it's starting today actually feels a little bit like fall outside it's a little bit cooler and um, so I think it's appropriate to get outside and enjoy a little bit of the weather uh, the the change in the weather a little bit and so I have a field trip planned for us today and a a place that we're going to go on the show virtually and I challenge you to get out there and uh, visit it in person uh, a place called O'Neill Regional Park and if you've lived in Orange County or explored its canyon area you may already be well familiar with O'Neill Regional Park um, near Tribuco Canyon Um, but if not then today is your lucky day you're going to find out all about it I have uh, my friend Phil Begandy from the Orange County County Historical Society. He's a, a historian and author. He's written many wonderful books about Orange County history. Um, one of my favorites is his book on Orange County place names A to Z. And he also put out a book last year with the OC Historical Commission um, visiting Orange County, which is a wonderful guidebook of historic places to go and check out. And I uh, I steal from it all the time, Phil. I, I sorry, I, I'm sorry. I have to admit, I, I use this all the time for material. Um, so you could. Check out his stuff on my website, um, KUCI uh, Vintage Orange. And uh, but today, Phil's going to be telling us about O'Neill Regional Park, which is not only a beautiful place to visit; it's a kind of a wilderness preserve in the canyon part of Orange County, Southern Orange County. But it's also the center of a lot of really important historic events that happened here at the beginning of of Orange County. Even even predates some of the mission uh, history. It goes all the way back to Portola and his first expedition here. But I'm not going to tell you all about that. I am going to uh, let my friend Phil Brigandi give you a little more information about O'Neill Regional Park. Well, thank you, Phil Brigandi from the Orange County Historical Society for being with me again today. I appreciate you um, being with me on Vintage Orange. You're very welcome. And so today we're going to go, we're going to focus on South Orange County and a place that I, uh, full disclosure, have not spent a lot of time. So it's it's perfect. I've been meaning to get down there to O'Neill Park, which, uh, as you would contend, is a really important place to investigate if you're interested in the history of Southern Orange County. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You know, we think of, well, the county has regional parks and wilderness parks and historic parks, but what you find is a place like O'Neill, even though it's a regional park, it's also wilderness and it's very historic. Well, how is this so historic? Tell me about that. Well, it's on Tribuco Creek, and that's, I mean, that's just about the oldest historic name in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Because when the first Spanish explorers came through under Portola in 1769, while they're camped there on the creek in what's now part of the park, one of the soldiers loses his gun. In Spanish, his trabuco. Mm-hmm. And that gives, you know, that's a big event when you're out on the frontier. <laughs> and it was remembered and gave the creek its name. And then, so there's Tribuco Creek, Tribuco Canyon, there's a, even a Tribuco Peak up in the mountains. And then 
the Rancho Tribuco begins as a mission rancho, an outpost of San Juan Capistrano, and they built an adobe in the park. The ruins of it are still in the park today of this early 19th century mission era adobe. Wow. And then under Mexican rule, the Rancho Tribuco is a cattle ranch, except it's owned by an Englishman. And then John Foster, or as we say in California, Juan Forrester. And Forrester had the Rancho Tribuco and the Rancho Mission Viejo and the Rancho Santa Margarita. He owned everything from El Toro to Oceanside. And he was the one that actually, after secularization, lived in the Mission San Juan Capistrano for a time with his family. That's correct. He actually, he thought he bought the mission from the Mexican government, though the courts ruled otherwise. Ah, and when he passed away in the 1880s, the land was sold to an investor from San Francisco named James Flood, who brought in a ranch manager named Richard O'Neill. And that's the name most people know now, Okay, is O'Neill's. And Richard O'Neill worked his way up to owning half the ranch. He basically gave 25 years of his life working for Flood to buy half interest in the ranch. And the O'Neill's eventually, when it was split up, ended up with the Orange County portion mm-hmm. of the uh, of the ranch. And it is the O'Neill's who then gave this parkland to the county for O'Neill Park in 1948. So the so O'Neill Park, it's a regional park here in Orange County, is is really kind of, from what you're saying, the ground zero of, of where a lot of the initial settlement or discoveries in Orange County took place. The Tribuco Adobe, the ruins are still there in the park along Tribuco Creek, what they call the Arroyo Tribuco section of the park in the lower end of the park. And that, so there's no question about that. We believe that Portola camped very near there, if not on that exact site. And we know there was an Indian village very near there, mm-hmm. if not on that exact site. So the the adobe is a fixed piece because you can still go see it. Mm-hmm. The rest is sort of it makes sense that this was that the this same. Was here. It's certainly the same general area. So that that in the, so this is the place that predates the mission. This is really the first place where where the campsite was and all of the the For interaction Portola, starts when to happen. Portola came through, For the and explorers. it was suggested that this might possibly be a mission site, though they ended up further south Mm -hmm. in San Juan Capistrano, originally up in San Juan Canyon along San Juan Creek, but there where we know the mission today. And, And then it was an outpost of the mission. You know, the mission wasn't just the buildings there in San Juan Capistrano. They had ranches and farms and where they had cattle and horses and sheep all over southern Orange County, all the way up to the Santa Ana River. So before it became a park, what was happening at O'Neill Regional Park? What was that land used for? What was it part of? Well, the, the lower areas were cattle ranching, as they had been. It also had sheep at different times. And then the upper flat area, what they call the Tribuco Mesa, mm-hmm. was farmland. And they grew grain, wheat and barley and things like that. And that's where the city of Rancho Santa Margarita is today, is up there on the Mesa.
Okay, so this land, so O'Neill Park today, if you're going to go and visit it, uh, do you really get a sense of, I mean, obviously, if you go and see the, the ruins of the adobe, that's, that's very historic and gives you a sense of the past. But um, do you, is it still a place that kind of you can reminisce and feel like you're in a traditionally what it was like before? I mean, landscape-wise, I mean, you get that sense of you're out in the past? They've actually done, the county has done a very good job of keeping the development back enough that you really still get a wilderness feel in a lot of the park. Now, you leave the canyon, you climb up on the hilltop, you're going to see where you are. Mm-hmm. But once you drop below the ridge line in a lot of the park, it still looks very much the way it did, not just in 1948 when it became a county park, but even as it looked 150 years ago, mm-hmm. when that was just open land along the creek through the oaks and the sycamore trees, and it, it they've done a very good job of of protecting it, considering how much has developed around it. There are several there are highways and toll roads that cross it. I mean, they've had to deal with a lot. I think they've done a very good job. Well, what was the the impetus, you know, back in 1948? Was the idea was they saw in advance that development was really going to be creeping in to this extent, and the idea was to kind of predate the Irvine Ranch Conservancy idea and to preserve some of this land? Um, What was really the the idea or the push behind making this into a park? No, you're quite right. It was a way to set aside an area. The idea had been floating around since the 1930s, And remember also, we already had Irvine Regional Park Mm -hmm. since 1897, but that was a picnic park. That was a day park. O'Neill Park was designed and still is a camping park. Mm -hmm. And this was our first place where the county had a park where you could go camp up there in the mountains. And it was actually, the guy who's usually credited with the idea was the state forest ranger for California, he's head of the old uh, California Division of Forestry, CDF, whose name was Joe Sherman. And Sherman had been talking this up since, um, or about for about 15 years before the park was actually created. And the other curious twist of how this works out is he wasn't actually talking to the O'Neills. There was a family trust at that point that basically was calling the shots on the ranch. It was run by a bank up in Los Angeles. Hmm. So the negotiations were with the bank and the bankers. And when the deal was finally made in 1948, they said, well, you can have the land, but there's this fee and we have this cost to cover and you need to put up some money for this. You know, that's they're thinking like bankers. <laughs> and when the O'Neill family found out about this plan, they said, no, we're giving the land. You know, right. What part of giving don't you understand? <laughs> and so it was done for a $10 token fee. Mm-hmm. And, the, and when the, so the family's contribution was to say this will be a gift to the people of Orange County now and in the future. Mm-hmm. And it still is something that we can enjoy today. And and I agree. I think the camping aspect of it, there's so few places that you can do that anymore in Orange County. And so to have this preserve, it's really the forethought of that is is really we're fortunate today that that, is, that, that was put aside. Because you think about o- open space and, and land becoming so valuable, especially post-war and as developments coming in. I mean, it's, it's really 
difficult to be able to create open space now. Um, you know, you can't buy the land. You couldn't afford it. You wouldn't be able to buy it and give it to the uh, turn it into a park. So well, the and there's there's the advantage too when we did become more sensitive to this in the 1970s because there was already a park there. As the county started asking developers, not just the O'Neills, but others, mm -hmm. to set aside land mm -hmm. from their development for parkland, it could just be added to O'Neill Park. Mm -hmm. So we, you had the existing core, and it has now grown greatly. It started at only 280 acres, give or take. And today it's a couple thousand acres. So that's because of as things were developed and, you know, developed into cities and homes around there that they kept, but they had to donate a portion to this park. And so that's what you're saying. It just kind of grew piecemeal from that, from all the different developments. And there were also it. people, other, as I say, other people who owned land. Um, one of the interesting ones, some people will know that they're along Live Oak Canyon there's the Ramakrishna Monastery, mm -hmm. and they own several hundred acres, which they wanted to see remain open space. And ultimately, the best way to do that was to give it to the county to add to the park. How interesting. So it's actually, you know, instead of open space contracting, which you would think would happen in, in lieu of, de we're, as we're development comes. <laughs> well, that's what you imagine happens, right? But then this is actually the opposite. This is a, a park that's growing and expanding with development in a way. Right, because the Orange County began in the 1970s, particularly when uh, General Riley was county supervisor for the south end of the county, this notion of expecting parkland to be part of what the county wanted from developers. And, you know, we do it with other things. We not parkland, but we expect land for schools. We expect land for streets. And so it just became one more thing that we thought was part, the county thought was part of, good development. So to get to to um, O'Neill Regional Park, what's the best, let's give people an exact idea where this is and the best way to access it. Well, there's, you can uh, come from two different directions. The old classic way is to come up El Toro Road and you're coming up from uphill from the freeway up Aliso Creek and you come to a spot that some people will know called Cook's Corners, mm -hmm. which is the old bar and uh, restaurant there on the corners, been there since the 1930s, and you turn there on Live Oak Canyon Road, and it takes you up over the hills and down to meet Tribuco Creek there at the entrance to the park. Though today it can be quite striking if you're in the city of Rancho Santa Margarita to get on Plano Tribuco, which heads north out of town. And you're in the town, and you're in the town, and I should say the city, actually. You're in the city, and you're in the city, and then it turns a corner and drops down the hill into Tribuco Canyon, and instantly you're in the canyon and next to the park. And the transition from modern master plan community up on the mesa to oak trees and campers down in the park is very striking when you come down the grade and... Uh, drop down uh, right by Tribuco Elementary School, which is still uh, there. It used to be in with 
is now the parkland is now right next to the parkland. You're right. I, striking is a good word for it because it is. It's. It's. I. I think the canyon part of Orange County is for a lot of people really undiscovered, and it's kind of this little hidden gem treasure that is tucked away a little bit. And is if if you make the mistake of just coming through Orange County on the five freeway and the four hundred five, and you just kind of barrel through, and you think Orange County is just what you see from those freeways, you would have no idea that there is this beautiful kind of wilderness canyon area out there and and I need to explore it more I every time I go out there I think I, I really want to spend more time out here but you can get out in nature and get out in this wilderness within about 15 minutes of your house I mean you don't have to drive an hour you know out to the high desert or to really get away to experience a completely different environment and it's just really a wonderful gift that we have that we can go out and and enjoy and get out in nature very easily and it's the county parks and the cleveland national forest you know all the high country of the mountains up there and there's there's areas that are actual forest areas up in there you don't think of orange county having forests Mm -hmm. but you go up to the very top of tribuco canyon where it meets the ridge line what they call the main divide road on the santa Ana mountains and it's i think some of the best forested area up in Orange County. And it also goes past, you know, if people have heard of anything in the mountains, they've heard of Holy Jim Canyon, mm-hmm. and that's a fork of Tribuco Canyon. So all, Tribuco Canyon is is a wonderful area, and you can actually now follow it for the people who really want to get out on foot, on horseback, on bicycle. Because of the park and the different cities and the national forest, you can actually start at Main Divide and walk or ride or, or ride your horse all the way to San Juan Capistrano. Ugh, that's amazing. Well, I know this is, is that part of the uh, the trip that they take, the annual um, trip that the, the the horse riders who retrace Portola's uh, ride. Portola, yeah. Portola. Yeah, yeah. So I, do they go I've through there? I've done it on foot. I have uh, not, but I have met plenty of people on horseback on the trails along Tribuco Creek. That's such as I know. I, I love the idea of that, and I know it's it's changed over the years. But the fact that they keep that traditional trail ride every year is is really cool here in Orange County. And so, Phil, what do you think the future of O'Neill Regional Park is? And 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 actually, outside of the park, a little bit into Tribuco Canyon, the canyon parts of Orange County. Do you feel like it's an area that's going to be able to stay that preserved canyon feel, or do you feel like? You know, as as everywhere is, as land becomes more and more valuable, that we're going to lose some of this canyon area to development. What what is your sense of what's coming for the canyons in Orange County? Well, fortunately, as we were saying, between the national forest and now the county park areas, the publicly owned lands are fairly extensive and are even being added to both by gift and by purchase. The uh, the toll road agencies has been buying land in the private parcels up mm-hmm. in the mountains and setting them aside as mitigation for freeway construction, toll mm-hmm. road construction. On the other hand, the land that's private land that's still privately held at the foot of the mountains and in some of the canyons, yeah, that's going to continue to be lived in and built upon. But people have been living in and building upon that land, well, since the Indians, if you want to go up to Black Star Canyon, but mm-hmm. in places like Silverado and Williams and Majeska Canyon, people have been living there since the 1870s, so right. that's nothing new. 
and as as with so many things it's it's a bit of a trade-off but it's one that you can look at that glass as half empty or half full (laughs) and yes new housing tracks have gone in and there's new one there's a new one going in right now just over the hill from o'neill park but it's still just over the hill mm-hmm. from o'neill park unless you go up to the ridge go up to vista point and things you wouldn't know it's there yeah yeah and of course obviously the big change in the canyon or the tribuca mesa was rancho santa margarita coming through and the toll road and so there has been um, major development out that way but this little kind of those windy roads and the canyons and things like that they do seem I don't know if it's just because it's it's impractical to build large-scale housing out in those little canyons because of just the way they are um, but it's you still can get away from it pretty easily yes yes as you point out in much of Orange County and particularly much of South Orange County yeah, you are not much more than 15, 30 minutes away from all of this. And even where there are highways, all you have to do is turn off the highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, take the Ortega Highway over the mountains, right. for, an, for an example. And when you get up on top, there's a number of areas. There's national forest campgrounds. There's picnic areas. There's hiking, very popular hiking and mountain biking areas. And it's just a couple minutes off the highway. Yeah, for a for a place like Orange County that is getting, you know, is a reputation of being of, of the development happening and the growth that's happening, all of the population rising and people coming to Orange County to live all of the time, there still is a good portion of wilderness here. And uh, one of the the assets, like I said, I think of living here is that we still have a lot of these trails that are docented and taken care of hiking trails that are preserved and this kind of a preserved wilderness space that we can all enjoy and feel will be protected in a natural way. It's, it's a great asset to have it so close to home. Well, and remember, too, as the population grows, as there are more people and only a limited amount of open space, that by accessing it on foot, or on bicycle or on horseback, it will hold more people, if you will. Mm-hmm. Ed, Ed Abbey used to make this point that a person in a car covers so much ground compared to a person who's on foot or on a bicycle, and that the same amount of land can hold, in that way, much more visitors mm-hmm. be- if they are going at a walking pace, if they're out to see the country and not just shooting through it. <laughs> yeah, it's experience Orange County and and I think I agree with you. O'Neill Regional Park is definitely kind of the place where you can not only see Orange County f- uh, uh, history or historical artifacts, but you can really experience it and and get a sense of what that must have been like in a in a in a world that is changing and in a landscape that is changing in Orange County. It is wonderfully preserved and and a treasure for all of us. And so, thank you very much for for sharing your background on that and getting me all excited to run out. I'm going to make that trip out there and and explore O'Neill Regional Park. I promise. It's a beautiful time of year to do it. <laughs> Yeah, right now. Do you, is, are there deciduous trees and all of that there? Are you getting some color changing there? And you get a little bit of change. Uh, you don't get a lot of color, but the sycamores and yeah. there's some cottonwoods in there, as opposed to the live oaks that, yeah, do change color. And and 
you know, this is great weather this time of year in the Santa Ana Mountains, too. Yeah, well, I will get out there and get out on foot and enjoy those trails myself. So thank you, Phil Brigandi from the Orange County Historical Society. And, and once again, I appreciate your input. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. All right, thank you. All right. Yes, thank you very much to Phil. I I appreciate that and uh, always like chatting local history with him. And I think this proves the point that I've always said that history is really something that is not just living uh, or dead in museums or books or just something boring and static, but it's alive. It's a place, it's something you can experience today. And O'Neill Regional Park is definitely an an example of that. And so I encourage you to get out there and uh, check out that park and if you want to actually you can do so this Saturday they have naturalist walks that the OC Parks puts on and these are guided tours um, that the naturalist from the park will take you out on the trails and they are having one this Saturday uh, from 9 to 10 30 in the morning and it's a free hike if you want to get out there and if it's your first time you've never been to O'Neill Regional Park this is the perfect time and perfect way to experience Experience it. If you've been there before, maybe you can learn something new about the flora and the fauna there in Tribuco Canyon. And I think it's a pretty mild hike. It's not very intense at all, mostly unpaved roads. So um, I would suggest you check it out. It's a, like I said, it's a free hike. Uh, there's a $5 parking fee. Um, and if you want to uh, sign up for that or find out more about it, you can call them at 949-923-2260 or you can um, contact the ocparks.com website and get more information there. So that's about all the time we have here on Vintage Orange on KUCI 88.9 FM. I thank you again for joining me another week of discussing Orange County history and uh, I I just really appreciate the opportunity to to share my passion for history with all of you and hopefully get you a little bit excited about learning something new and if you'd like to you can subscribe to the podcast that we have here for Vintage Orange all you have to do is go on iTunes and search for KUCI Vintage Orange and the podcast will just pop up there for you and you can subscribe to that and the nice thing is, is if at four o'clock you don't happen to be right here in Irvine to hear the broadcast live, you can listen to it at your convenience and share it with your friends. So subscribe to the podcast. That would be really cool. So again, this is Ellen Bell for KUCI 88.9 FM. Thank you for joining me on Vintage Orange, and I will see you again next week.